Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. Hey guys, it's uh, Will Martins here, and welcome to Dark Fringe Radio on another uh, episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, and of course, my co-host every week, Jake Losey, what's up, brother? How you doing tonight? Just another day in motherfucking paradise, my guy. <laughs> another day in motherfucking paradise. Yeah, man, I hear you, man. Well, listen, um, thanks for coming on another episode of Dark Fringe Radio. This is episode 92, and um, tonight we have a very crazy. special... I know it's crazy, right? We're getting up there, brother. Uh, but tonight we have a very special guest, Mr. Vincent Lords. He is a um, he is a very interesting dude. He Lords' brother, I know. <laughs> well he's kind of like a mentalist um he's a hypnotist master hypnotist hypnotist excuse me and uh, also a paranormal investigator he's been on tv all over the place you've seen him on ghost adventures um, you know he's good friends with zach bagans he's always uh collecting creepy shit as well uh we're gonna be talking about his show paranosis which you can also follow at www.paranosis.com so make sure you guys check that out as well and uh, give some love over to Vincent Lords. And of course, you can follow him on Instagram on VLords13 on Instagram. So make sure you check out all his stuff there. Um, he posts really cool photos, behind the scenes stuff at Ghost Adventures, behind the scenes stuff at Paranosis. He's constantly um, busy doing stuff. So uh, really looking forward to this interview with Vincent Lords. But of course, that's later on in the podcast. But for right now, I uh, just wanted to let everybody how uh, let them know how you can listen to the podcast, of course. Excuse me. Uh, you can go directly now, Jay, to our website which I finally <laughs> was able to take from the grass of other people. Um, but it's darkfringeradio.com. No more WordPress. It's just darkfringeradio.com. Um, you can go right there, Jay. And actually, you know what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to do something a little out of the ordinary. And I am. You do something out of the ordinary? No way. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you. What's going on at Dark Fringe Radio while we're on the podcast at the same time? So what technology technology at its best. So check this out. Going right there to darkfringeradio.com. Can you see that, Jay? I can. You see the website, huh? I see the website. So everything's here for you guys, man. Look up here in the top right hand corner are all. The uh, sites that you can go ahead and listen to directly. Um, we have all this new section here, of course, which is the about us, contact us. We also have a dark fringe investigation section, uh, which we're highlighting. Of course, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, Glaze uh, Correctional Facility. It's in there. We, uh, I'm going to be uploading some uh, some EVPs that we captured there as well. So it'll be really interesting. Also, all the episodes are here for you as well. All the back episodes are here and all the interviews that we've done with individuals. Now, I'm constantly, if you see here, I'm posting new stuff here on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, you guys can click and, uh, you know, share and um, and actually even comment on some of these, uh, you know, these postings that I'm putting up on a daily basis. Also on the bottom, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you can actually go here and watch our latest episode right on our website. Look at that, Jay. What isn't that some crazy ass shit? So you can literally watch our latest episode. 
right at our right off of our website. If you don't feel like going to any of the streaming services, uh, right here, you can just hit start. It'll start the um, the YouTube show right there for you. The uncensored censored show, of course, is on the the links here at the top because, of course, YouTube is a little bit finicky with the algorithm, so we have to kind of censor ourselves on YouTube. But the uncensored show is on the links here at the top. But if you want to listen to or watch the uh, the YouTube show right there, it's right there for you guys to uh, check it out. So yeah, there you go, man. A little preview of darkfringeradio.com. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And um, you can also follow us on our um, social media, which is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dark Fringe Radio. So uh, not not too bad. How huh, there, huh, Jay? It looks uh, professional and such, my guy. It, uh, it's looking yeah. good. We got a lot of cool things. I also saw a little story on the Hadron Collider. You see that they're getting even closer to that uh, teleportation technology you're so excited to be in line for? Yep. I'm going to be first one in it. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's the, the latest. Just so you guys stuff. know, when we were kids, we used to call them the freaking Reekin for that exact kind of stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. Because I would do anything. almost <laughs> just about anything. So, but yeah, listen, I, I'm really looking forward to that. But um, listen, um, I like to get into As the World Burns. Of course, there's a lot of shit that's going on right now. Um, you know, a lot of things. But one kind of uh, one really interesting story, Jay, that I really wanted to bring up tonight. And really talk about which is you've uh, you know who the rapper is Little Nas X right? I mean, we went to different colleges together, of course. <laughs> well, from the very famous song uh, "Old Town Road" that came out what it was about a year or two ago, mm-hmm. fucking blew up all over the fucking radio, you know. And uh, then he yeah, came out that he was, I think, he was gay. Um, so um, you know, that was a big thing that also came out that you know got the song to be played all over again. Um, but now, Jay, a little bit right. of a controversy. I'm not sure if you've seen this or not, but he has decided to come out with a pair of shoes. And these particular pairs of shoes, um, he dubs them Satan shoes. And uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of an issue with this uh, pair of brand of shoes here, Jay. So what happened was Little Nog X came out with his own brand of shoe called Satan shoes. Supposedly... They um, basically borrowed the Czech Swish logo from the Nike thing. Nike said, no, that's not happening. Okay. But basically, he sold out of these shoes. And supposedly, and I don't know how true this is, but um, every shoe, pair of shoe, has a drop of blood from uh, one of the workers who made the shoe. So... So again, right now, Jay, we're talking about this guy now who's selling these shoes that they're called Satan shoes. And, um, you know, that has a drop of blood of the employee or the the shoemaker in the actual shoe itself. Now, um, I'm sure you could probably see all the issues uh, why Nike doesn't want it to be involved <laughs> with this whatsoever. First off, the Nike, uh, the sat- satanic, uh, of course, uh, dialogue that goes along with it um and then now the blood i mean geez i'm sure that's probably an issue with dna first off out there what do you think about this jay first off how fucking dumb do you have to be to think that people want to buy shoes with other people's like a drop of blood like that doesn't make it a collector's item for me that makes it gross and i don't want to wear it <laughs> well uh, apparently there's enough of those idiots out there jay because it sold out very quickly and it sold out at a thousand dollars a pair sucker of born every day there is man and a thousand dollars a pair of shoe jay can you believe that a thousand dollars for this and um so nike you know, it, it kind of sounds like do you do you remember do you remember that whole uh name last name is ball i can't think of his first name 
Did you hear about oh. this? There's a, a player for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I could not remember his name. Yeah, he came out with the, the balls, and they, they were not – he had the balls. <laughs> they were he sold them for like $800, and everybody got them. Nobody got what they ordered. <laughs> no returns, and there was no customer service. So this dude yeah. just banked. Yeah. All that kinds of money. Played a whole bunch of people for suckers. Well, I guess that's what the, the game plan was here, because I don't think there's going to be any um, execution of this shoot coming out, number one. Um, number two, because, you know, Nike just basically cutting that shit down. Um, but it is actually going to go to court, Jay. So right now they are going to battle this in court. It's going to be actually kind of uh, quite interesting to see how this actually plays out in court, uh, because the maker of the shoe is saying that, oh, they're just using the swoosh as artistic um, expression and that, you know, a company can't. And, and Nike's like, nah, that's our logo. You can't use that. <laughs> and then you're not going to use it on some thing no, called Satan shit. It would be. Yeah, uh, they're not going to let. Any, well, first off, they're not going to let anybody use it because that, that Nike branding, man. Branding is. That's where it's at. And companies want to protect their uh, intellectual property. They want to. Those things right. that symbolize their product and what goes along with it, especially all the hard work. If it has a high quality, has a good name, especially like Nike. I mean, right. I have five pairs of Nikes. Mm-hmm. I have a pair. Yeah. You know what? You know, and you know what the funny thing what is, thing? Jay? You know, it's funny that you always find these artists like, uh, you know, these, whether it be a rapper or a singer or whatever. And they, when they always want to try to be edgy, they always like go to the Satan tip or the devil tip. Don't you ever always notice that? That they always try, if they want to be edgy, yeah. you know what I mean? They like, that's like the, the, the like, perfect go-to to go do that you know what i mean those are also the same guys that they championship get an award have a great game what's the first thing they do well thank jesus god is great <laughs> same ones i listen so, so weird right? i'm not saying i'm not saying right. i'm not saying that I don't, I don't understand marketing and the whole thing but let's just be real okay this is not one of those fences you can really split. Either you are one way or the other. Let me ask you this. If he marketed it as Jesus shoes, you think it would have been different? You think then Nike would have been pressured into actually taking them on and saying, oh, come on, you can't go against Jesus. Come on, right? Jesus shoes? Now, I that would have been smart. You, I think that's what you have to go. The right. problem is I don't think the technology is ready to make Jesus shoes because if you make Jesus shoes, they're gonna have some kind of flotation device to allow you to walk on water. Air Jesus, You're gonna have come to on. Have an extra power. I mean, <laughs> hey, Will, I think you nailed it. Oh, right after Easter, Jesus, Jay. <laughs> my mouth. Uh, now the opinions of Dark it's, Fringe Radio are effective to our advertisers. <laughs> what advertisers? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's our across the bear. Yeah, that's our. Oh, geez, Jay. God, wow, wow. I don't know what's going on. What's gotten into you tonight, Jay? Not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> wow. The spirits got oh into God. you. Yeah, they're not the holy ones, unfortunately. Well, listen, uh, yeah, no, that's a great story. I mean, because I think it's, you know, you always find these guys that every once in a while. It's that interesting. Yeah. And then the weird part is the whole blood thing. I'm like, eh, I don't know how that works out, man. I just, I don't know if I would ever want to have a pair of shoes that have somebody's blood in it. I just, you know, sorry. 
But anyways, that's uh, as the world burns. And thanks, Jay, for uh, sharing uh, your thoughts on that. So, of course, that brings us to one of our most popular segments here on the podcast, Jay, and that is what the F Florida man. Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly, and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him, and he says Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll. Holy shit! And this is, of course, uh, your segment here, Jay, where you uh, tirelessly comb through the Internet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I use tirelessly. tirelessly. As, yeah, tirelessly. You, uh, you can't you can't Google Florida man stories and get thousands of hits instantaneously. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I really last week. have to dredge them. Right. Yeah. And half of it happened last exactly. week. So. Um, so, Jay, what do you have this week for us for what the F Florida man? Actually, uh, this one was sent to me um, by a great contact I have. This guy has his thumb on the zeitgeist, <laughs> all things dark, uh, mostly because it came from Will. <laughs> Delray Beach, Florida. Delray Beach, Florida. A woman who was recently found naked in a storm drain. She was naked in a storm drain. Okay. Naked in a storm drain. Gotcha. Uh, must have been chasing red balloons. Right. Says she got lost wandering underground tunnels for weeks before she was rescued. But Delray Beach say they have doubts about her story. Yeah, man. Uh, really interesting story here, Jay. Um, this broke last week, uh, of course, in the town of Delray Beach, Florida, which is uh, one town away from us. So uh, literally, we were, went to high school. Yeah, we went to high school there. Um, so, uh, lady, um, actually, I read into the story. Did you read into the story at all, Jay? It's pretty mm -hmm. interesting. I read the whole thing. Yeah. So supposedly this lady and her boyfriend, she was at her boyfriend's house or something like that. And she decided to take a swim sure, out sure. into the canal. Sure, she did. Supposedly. I'm sure there was some type of drugs involved in all of this because there's, that's the only thing that could equate this to even making sense. But this is the story that she, she finished gave. her last dose of methadone the day before <laughs> it happened. But let's let's look. I'll tell you the story. And it actually fits. The story actually fits, believe it or not. So she says that she was swimming in a canal, which first off. God bless you if you decide to swim in a fucking canal here in Florida. I mean, I mean, I can't even imagine just the nastiness that's in there. But anyways, number one, she was swimming in a canal. She says that she came up upon a door that was slightly underwater. She decides to go through it, enter, enters a tunnel and enters a long, long tunnel and um, maze of sewage drainage, I guess. She basically ended up from her boyfriend's got house lost. all the way to goddamn downtown <laughs> Delray Beach, which I don't even know how far it was from her boyfriend's, but I'm sure it was pretty lengthy, at least a few miles. And um, she finally sees people walking uh, uh, on top of her because she can see one of the grates and she sees feet and people 
walking and she finally yells for help and people find her and uh, they find her down there. Naked, yeah. Uh, you know. So what do you should someone driving thing? by says he heard her. <laughs> Where do we start, William? Where do we start? OK, let's go ahead and start with the fact that this woman has a lifetime history of, according to her mother, doing strange things because of her condition. Bad uh, and by strange things due to her condition. Yeah, bad decisions. Uh, but listen, that's what that's what acid will do for you. That's just how it works. Um, just finished her last dose of methadone the day before. <laughs> and she said she was down there for weeks. But if she was down there for weeks without food or water for nourishment, she'd be dead. Plus, if there was any heavy rains over I'm sure we've had one or two because, again, it's Florida. She would have drowned to death. So let's go ahead and say all those things. We're just going to take out all that shit. We're going to take all that common sense shit, and we're going to throw it out the window. So let's say, yes, she was swimming in a canal, red flag woman, finds the door slightly underwater, and then starts going through these mazes. Who does she think she is? Fucking Laura Croft? I don't know. Um, but the funny thing is, though, Jay, is that the boyfriend reported her missing exactly about two and a half weeks prior to this happening. So she it seems to be that she may have been down there for at least a couple weeks or at least a week. So I don't know. Or, <laughs> or this could or, be a crazy woman's way of breaking up with the dude. Or gain attention. Yeah, That's so she true. doesn't talk or, or all true. she had to do was ignore him for a couple weeks. And mm-hmm. then this whole story, oh, well, now I have someone who says she's been looking for me for weeks. Uh, right. Did the mom say she was gone for weeks? Yeah, the mom said that she had not talked talk to her at all in, in that time. So she had been gone. So whether she or not she went into the tunnel two weeks ago and decided you know to stay there, who knows? But that's where they found her. And uh, yeah, what a crazy story, huh, Jay? Addicts, addicts will do a lot of things for attention, my guy. That's true. That's true. Well, listen, Jay. Uh, only in Florida. That's correct. Yeah, only in Florida. Imagine that the the imagine the boyfriend. And like say, for instance, she was missing for like two weeks, and people were like looking at him, like, did you do something to her? <laughs> you know what I mean? All the fucking red flag things yeah. going up. You know what I mean? Poor guy had nothing to do with it. And this crazy ass girl decides to go, you know. Um, sewer diving, uh, you know, for two weeks. I mean, I don't understand that, but anyways, uh, to each his own. Well, listen, that's a great story, Jay, for what the F Florida woman this week. And uh, I do appreciate that. So that brings us, of course, to our interview with Mr. Vincent Lords. And um, of course, you can follow all of his stuff at paranosis.com. Make sure you check out that, uh, that site and all his stuff. And uh, we will be getting into that interview here in a second. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Emily Mintow-Stakely with What the Frick Live podcast. You're listening to Dark Fringe Radio. All right, good evening, Dark Fringe Radio listeners. Tonight's guest is a hypnotist, a paranormal enthusiast, and an entertainer extraordinaire. He is the host of the paranormal phenomenon called Paranosis, which has been mystifying audiences for over 20 years. His deep understanding of the mind and the human intrigue gives him the unique approach to the age-old art of hypnosis, using it as a powerful tool within the confines of the traditional paranormal research. 
You've also seen him as a contributor and as a guest on the popular series Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel. Please welcome the subconscious conjurer, as he calls himself, <laughs> Mr. Vincent Lords. Vincent, thank you, and welcome to Dark Friends Radio, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Will. How are you doing today? Very good. Very good, my friend. And man, good. listen, you are yes. a busy guy, huh? You are all over the place. Yes, but that's good. I'd rather be really busy doing a bunch of stuff rather than just sitting and doing nothing. So uh, it's yeah. good. Yeah, no, it's a good thing. And you know, I you have so many things that you're involved with, but um, you know, the three things that I've kind of pointed out at the beginning of that intro there was, you know, a hypnotist, a paranormal enthusiast, uh, entertainer. What yes. came first? What was the first thing that uh, that got you into this whole thing? You know, it was actually um, I used to do magic. Uh, I didn't really fit into to school or sports or anything like that. So I would use magic to mystify my classmates. And that's where I found my niche that it's okay not to fit in. And it's okay to do things a little different than the average kid was doing. And so when kids were out um, playing video games and stuff, I was practicing and, and fine tuning the craft of uh, magic to mystify people and just to bring wonder in such a world that that didn't exist because back then we didn't have uh, social media. We didn't have smartphones and stuff. And so we didn't, we didn't have, we weren't saturated with like uh, CGI and all these crazy uh, entertainment. Yeah. 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 So I found it within myself to, to, to bring that to people without the mediums that we have at our availability uh, in today's society. So it was actually kind of a, a fun start for me. And that started at like age eight. So that was like a while back. So, yeah, I, I you know what? I kind of had a similar background. I, mean, I loved magic. I always cool. uh, was very mystified by it and I always right. uh, had a love for it. And then I actually started doing research on it. Um, yeah. I, I didn't even, even bother trying to practice it because to me, I was, I would never be good at it. As much as I, you know, one of those things that I, I always, always try, strive to do perfectly. And I just, I knew. Right, I right. So I just, what I did is I researched the history of it. Like, you know, um, Houdini and, you know, a lot of those right. guys. Yeah, you know, Just absolutely. very interesting background. Right. So that's, that's, I mean, that's where I got started in um, the entertainment aspect of, of my career, uh, spanning back from when I was eight years old. And yeah. then it just progressed. Um, before popular TV shows like Jackass and stuff, I started a circus sideshow that was doing a lot of the type of stuff that they were picking up on, but before they even existed and stuff like that. And it was just me growing into a young adult, finding out that card tricks weren't really cutting it anymore. So instead I would eat glass or walk on fire, breathe fire. And I started a whole successful run um, with a circus sideshow for many years. Mm, okay. Well, that's really interesting. You, you look thrilled. You're like, mm. <laughs> no, no, no. I love that stuff. To me, okay, I mean, cool. I've always been intrigued by people who are in that business because, right? Yeah. Um, me being from Florida, I'm a native of Florida. Okay, um, then you know all about it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Gibsonton, you know, is right up yes. in Florida. That's yeah. where you know the all the carnies started from, and you know, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, and I love that 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 kind of lifestyle in a way. It's very intriguing because you know, everybody has their niche, you know what I mean? Right, everybody absolutely. has their thing. And absolutely. I love that. So let me ask you, Vincent, where did the hypnosis sure. part come into all this whole play? Okay. So in 2001, um, 
back before 2001, everybody's heard of magician David Blaine, I'm sure. Yes. Okay. So he set a world record by being buried alive for seven days. Mm -hmm. And he said that mentally and physically, nobody could beat that record. So I studied hypnosis for three years. Mm -hmm. And in 2001, I set the world record and was buried alive for nine days. So I had to learn hypnosis to actually be able to pull that off. That was not a magic trick. That was not a stunt. Um, you know, like previous with, with my, my history before that, this was 100% the power of the mind. And so it took me three years to be able to commit to that kind of sacrifice mm-hmm. without it being a trick. There was cameras inside the coffin at all times. There was lights. Mm-hmm. Um, people could look down the visit port where my oxygen was being pumped down into and communicate with me. Um, unlike David Blaine, where he was in the glass coffin, I was actually underground. I was, I was consumed. So I didn't know if it was daytime or nighttime. And so to be locked inside of a box for nine days, that wasn't much bigger than myself. I'm six foot six. Um, I couldn't even sit up inside the box. Uh, and so mentally I had to prepare myself and my facilitator, Dr. Silkini Mm. taught me the hypnosis because mentally you can't be in a box for nine days. Right. So I would visually meditate and go into hypnosis and leave the box mentally. I was physically there, but mentally I was out in California. I was, I was doing stuff. And it's interesting because that's really where my interest and and passion for the paranormal came into tune because I was able to leave my physical body and go outwards. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you some interesting stuff about that here in a little bit. Um, but that's when I realized that the paranormal is all around us. Right, We're right. in this reality and they're in this reality. And there's just that line, that, that, that veil, if you will. Um, but once you strip that veil down, they're everywhere and it's all around. And that's right, when right. it really hit me that there is a lot of truth to this stuff. I'd always been fascinated. I'd worked in the haunt industry Uh, From when I was 13, I'd seen things, but I always just kind of discredited it as an overactive imagination. But in Mm -hmm. 2001, when I set that record, I realized there's a lot more to meet the eye than what we see with our visual, you know, eyes and stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's interesting because, you know, I'm sure you had to get yourself into a different, completely mind space for something like that. I mean, much less being in one room for nine days, right? How about being in a box for nine days where there's no room. So you definitely have to put yourself in a completely different mindset space. And I couldn't even imagine. I'm sure you probably have to learn how to like reduce your heart rate. Um, You literally have to hibernate, man. You have to hibernate, right? Yeah. And I didn't have like, access to like video games because i know kids right now are thinking dude nine days in a box with all my like tech stuff so do it. wi-fi myself <laughs> right, right. i had nothing i had nothing in there but a rubber band and the rubber band was to do exercises to keep my muscles from eating themselves and from wow. getting bed sores um because you get muscle apathy and your muscles actually start deteriorating if you're not using them so I literally had to fast for three days because there was no bathroom. Right. Um, and it was as real as it gets. And looking back at that now, I have no idea how I did it, bro. Like I, I seriously, I, I, I couldn't do that today. Absolutely not. 
I would go crazy. And maybe that's why I'm here. Maybe I am crazy. And this is just all an illusion. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, it's interesting that you can get yourself to that mindset because you look at people like um, Wim Hof. I'm sure you're probably yeah. familiar Oh, absolutely. With him. Yeah. Absolutely. A guy like that has the world record for being in like cold water, you know, yes. for long periods of time. And yes. I was able to do that. And it's just like, that takes a completely different mindset to be able to do that. That's just not some guy off the street. You have to be mentally like mentally prepped. Yeah, definitely for something like that. Absolutely. You know, know, that's so cool that you uh, were able to do that. I'm sure that took a lot out of the, did you, let me ask you this because I recently had a, um, I did a float uh, spa kind of thing, a float tank. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that was actually a pretty cool experience because I actually um, experienced uh, hallucinations. Um, because of the way I was and, you know, just floating in that water. Very it takes high. you to a different mental space, doesn't it, my friend? Yeah. Let me Absolutely. ask you this. Did you have any hallucinations when you were in that state? Absolutely. I I saw things that I, I will call light beings. I don't know if they were guardian angels. I don't know if I was hallucinating. Um, that was told to me by my psychologist before I went in that wow. um, this can happen because prisoners of war – will actually, you know, be confined to these, these spaces as punishment Mm. and they would hallucinate. And before going into them, their, their instructors would say, if you ever get caught and you're a prisoner of war, don't visualize your reality that you're in, build a house from the floor up, build something. So your mind is not in that confined space, but you're actually building stuff. So as far as hallucinations, can I tell you something really crazy? Yeah, please. So it was at Edison Field in Anaheim, California. Mm-hmm. It was designed to raise money for um, the 9-11 relief fund because this was right after 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I went in, nothing was going on. Mm-hmm. They buried me. Everything was going on. And then after that, they built a fundraiser haunted house. I had never seen what that looked like. But mentally, I saw everything so when i came out it was such a trip because when they opened it and i looked around (laughs) i saw everything that i saw in my head before it was ever built so it was like kind of like remote viewing in a way i believe i did astral project i 100 do that did that i thought i was hallucinating but in my reality when i came out and i looked around and i saw that you validated it i yeah validated it dude and it was like this is real. This is happening. You know what I mean? And I had no other way to be able to know what was around me other than when I got out. So um, absolutely hallucinations, Mm -hmm. uh, visualizations, uh, mind prepping, just, Mm -hmm. just not being in a box. Cause there was a few times I would wake up and it'd start to panic because you're in a box. You, you, it takes a second to kind of adjust and my security and, and, and facilical or like, mental team had to call me in and they had to check on me and if i didn't give them the criteria that we went into certain passwords certain things that i had to know they would exhume me now this is scary because they said it would take nine minutes to exhume me so be cool when it actually was done and i set the record Mm -hmm. it took them almost an hour to get me out of there so had there been an emergency I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. Yeah, bro. you would have not would been have able been to make it. Over, and they thought they had it set up to where they could exhume me in nine minutes. It took an hour. I was blown away by the lack of urgency that, you know, had emergency arise, I would yeah. have, I would have 
then at my own funeral, literally, like wow. no, no pun intended. It would have just been me buried dead. Well, that's, you know? Isn't that the way the Houdini passed away? Isn't it? Or no, was it? Uh, yeah, forgot. he was actually punched because he said anybody could punch him. Oh, that's the way. So he was punched right. and he was in his, his, his water torture cell mm-hmm. and the fluids, he actually drowned because of the punch. Oh. The fluids went in and, and, and killed him on Halloween. It's, it's Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, he died doing something he loves and I hate to say that, but I mean, look at the legacy Mm-hmm. that he left you know and so it's it's interesting and even his wife Bess I don't know if you know this or not but he was always about trying to debunk the paranormal it doesn't happen it doesn't happen or at least so psychics he, yes and psychics yeah. absolutely yeah <laughs> so him and Bess had a secret word engraved on their wedding ring yeah. that if he was able to ever come back and a year after he died they held the seance on his death anniversary on Halloween and nothing happened. He wasn't able to make that connection and and come through so that the greatest magician and debunker of all time said if it was possible, he would do it and it didn't happen. And so that was that was weird. I mean, it makes yeah. you wonder, like, hmm, you know, or was it that he got to the other side and saw it and said, hmm, I'm not going to validate. This. Why, do I, want, yeah, why right? do I want to go back? Right. Right. Exactly. Right? Yes, you never but know. If, ever, never if I ever go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come for you, brother. I'm gonna, me and you are gonna have a hey, code hey, word. Anytime, and it's on. anytime. Okay, man. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, man. So let's talk about the hypnosis and your, um, the paranosis, uh, you know, show okay. that you have going on. So let's talk about it. Um, okay. You have this very interesting way of um, combining hypnosis and paranormal investigating. Yes. Or, I guess I, you know. Yes. You know, investigating the paranormal, I guess. You could talk right. about it like that. Um, yeah. Talk about that if you could. It's because I find it completely intriguing. Okay. So for 23 years knowing hypnosis and being able to kind of dabble in it, I've done stage shows. I've traveled the world doing it. Um, I had a clinic. I was certified clinically. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized there's something more to this. So we're aware of five senses that we have. And a lot of people think that you have to be stupid or gullible to be hypnotized. Mm -hmm. And the opposite is actually a hundred percent true because you have to be a very smart, intelligent person to be hypnotized. And all hypnosis is, is the ability to tap into your five senses all at once. But beyond that, tap into the the sixth sense, Mm -hmm. your third eye chakra to where you can see things and experiencing things. Um, We're all, prone to believe that there's only five senses but anybody that does any energy work Mm -hmm. or believes in the potential of the human mind we've got to know and understand that there's more to us as individuals than five senses so with hypnosis i heighten your five senses i open your third eye chakra which you can then see through the veil so with my my history with paranormal i was a approached by a paranormal or I mean a, a paranormal team with my hip, with my ability and, and knowledge of hypnosis rather mm-hmm. I was approached by a team that was all paranormal and they said what if we combine the two and we called it paranosis mm-hmm. and so we did the two together and rather than 100% de- depend on all these magical devices that you see on the popular tv shows right what if we used our mind and our body as a tool and so that's where the hypnosis comes in. So we'll go into a location and we've got our, our lead uh, investigator, Bennett Rain, and mm-hmm. she's all about the techie side of it. 
Mm-hmm. I'll take subjects and hopefully take skeptics into a location without them knowing anything about the location. I'll place them under hypnosis, not to plant suggestions, but just to open their mind's eye, their third eye, their, their sixth sense. I'll let them go through the location 100% by themselves without knowing anything about the location. And they will document what they see. Then without them talking to Bennett, our lead paranormal investigator, she'll go through knowing the history with all the the bells and whistles and all the tech stuff and pick up on stuff. Then we get the two together and we say, where were the hot spots? Mm -hmm. And you'd be blown away how many times people that don't know anything about the history of the house will actually connect to every room that there's been a murder or a tragedy or something and these are skeptics that came in saying, hey, the paranormal is fake. <laughs> How could you fake that if they're the ones that I'm depending on for the evidence? So they'll come in and say, I'm getting really heavy. I'm almost going to throw up in this room. My, my neck, we've had a person say, my neck, I just feel like I'm being choked. Mm-hmm. They didn't know someone hanged themselves in that room. So what are the chances of them going into this location, not knowing anything about it and being able to pick on that one thing? that then Bennett comes in with all the the SLS cameras and can document, hey, that's exactly where Jane Doe or or whoever Mm -hmm. picked up on this. And then we collaborate the two together. And that's what paranosis ultimately is, is not to prove the existence, Mm -hmm. but to let every ordinary person out there have their own take on it rather than a lot of the popular shows you see they're bringing in and they're casting people and you're hearing their own, their side of the story. And then you're led to believe, was it real or fake? But what if I brought you, my friend into a location and you didn't know anything about it. I yeah, hypnotized yeah. you. And then you nailed every fact about the place. How could you deny that? Yep. You know, you can't, you can't fake that stuff. You know, no, what I mean? absolutely not. Especially on so many levels, um, validating right. with the, the, the tech, of course, Yes. So you can validate with that and then validate yes. with the historical Absolutely. knowledge of, of the location. Yeah. Um, right. And then tying all that together, like you said, you know, there's no way of denying that. Um, right. So basically, in essence, you're just basically turning people uh, temporarily into psychics and throwing them into Absolutely. The- <laughs> and we're letting them experience. Like, it's not my goal to change anybody's belief. Right. Or tell them, hey, this is real. Yeah. My understanding and approach is bring anybody in hopefully skeptics you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and you experience on your terms and then you walk away and you tell me what was real or wasn't Mm -hmm. and and again i'm not trying to prove the existence i already know it's there but it's not my place to try to convince you or anybody else in the world that it's real i would rather have them tell me wow vincent i'm blown away This, this i can't i can't explain that that's a beautiful thing when you have that happen. It doesn't always happen, but when it happens, it is magic, dude. It is like, yeah, when you turn connects. somebody from a skeptic into a complete connect. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. it connects, and it's it's magical. So, I could only imagine. I mean, that's just um, I've never even thought about uh, an idea of such. I mean, I think it's such a great idea. Right. Uh, I think it makes perfect sense. Uh, especially, you know, placing these people in, in, in areas where there's so much residual energy, um, yeah. especially in, you know, some of these places where people have passed away tragically, right. um, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, all that residual energy is still there. And then they're picking up on right. it, which is so cool. Um, yeah. Have you ever had such a situation where somebody just 
Like it was so overwhelming for them. They just had to walk away. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, um, just a couple of weeks ago, we did Saltaire and I don't know, you're probably not familiar with Salt Lake city as much, Mm-mm. but Saltaire was this palace built, um, by the LDS church and the LA road system, a uh, railroad system to make uh, a connection place for the railroad. Um, but it's on the great Salt Lake. It's, it's been plagued by tragedy. Um, it's burnt down three times. It's flooded. Nothing has ever sustained there um, for over like 160 years. So it's really, it's really strange, but we, we did an event there and over here, I've got this relic Malenko and we picked it up and we did some research and it's actually from a tribe. We're still trying to, to, to verify what tribe, but it's a voodoo practitioner that we were able to obtain this and we brought Malenko in and the person saw it. They paid good money to be at this event. They saw Malenko and they literally passed out just by the visual of Malenko. So we had to take her out, have the EMT look at her, ask her if she'd been drinking any drugs, made sure she was hydrated. Mm -hmm. She does not even remember seeing Malenko. She doesn't ever remember going up to the display and seeing it. And so to see a grown person react to something that in my belief is one of the most haunted objects that I've collected over the years, have that ab reaction mm-hmm. was really scary to me because it is evil. And we were told to cover, I, I don't know if you can see it, but it's, is that this, it right there? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's in this thing and it's, it's covered with crystals and stuff like that, Yeah. but it's the little wooden monkey that stands about 10 inches tall. It was carved by a, a, a tribe. And it's been cursed by voodoo. So the voodoo practitioner said, always keep a bag on its head and therefore it can't absorb or project mm-hmm. negative energy. Mm-hmm. Well, the security didn't know that we were going to keep the bag on the head. So he took the bag off before, before displaying it. And this happened. It's like a and horror like, movie waiting to happen right there. Right. It's like, it's insane. Um, so my beliefs are if you go into something without knowledge and you don't have your protection or your religion or whatever that is, then we're dealing with a force that's unseen. And these people that come in and say, Oh, this is fake. And this is, you know what I mean? How can they say that? Because we can only see what we can see on this, this plane, this reality, but who's to say there's not something around us at all times, good or bad. And if it's bad and we're weak or we're on drugs or we're on alcohol or something, or we're depressed, what's to say that can't come in and manipulate us a little bit. So we always say, come in hydrated, no drugs, no alcohol, come in as you, Mm -hmm. because we don't want weak and stated people. (laughs) You know, we want you on your best thing because stuff can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That, um, that idol there, that, um, Malenko thing. Um, so you found that in Utah? Yeah, we actually found it at one of our investigations at a, a antique store. Okay. And upon learning about it, mm. they buy all our stuff from estate sales. So oh. they bought this curio and it was in a box. And so we're doing a Facebook live mm-hmm. and my assistant didn't know it was in the box. And so she opens the box. And as soon as that happened, uh, stuff was tipping over. We couldn't explain it. So every location that we take Malenko to, something always happens. And it wasn't until about three months ago, the practitioner said, cover its head 
and it can't see and absorb. And so right. we still right. take it because it, it's a relic that we hold true to us. It, he's, he's got his own merch line. He's like, he's a celebrity, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, it's crazy. Charge him up even more, brother, yeah. right? <laughs> but it's weird because people see it and not knowing anything about it, right. you just see it and you know there's something off with this thing. And it's it's been a really, it's been a blessing and a curse at the same time. It's so um, odd that you would find an uh, uh, item or a relic that was cursed by voodoo in Utah. I mean, that's yeah. what we've seen in the South here in Florida, right. Louisiana, yeah. um, you know what I mean? All in that yeah. type of area, but somewhere out in Utah, that's yeah. so out of like, you know, the norm. Um, yeah. And I've actually been out to Utah before. I was actually okay, out cool. there in um, October and there's a lot of weird shit that happens out there, especially yeah. the guy. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. yeah absolutely. Happens out there. Absolutely. This is this is a Mecca. And it's believed that the land is cursed here. And, and I'm not putting any religions down. But when the pioneers came and they settled and they said, this is the place, there was huge massacres um, on the Native American tribes to take this land from them. And it's been believed that this land is very cursed. And it's not by any surprise that um, Ghost Adventures mm -hmm. has filmed here probably 15 different times because of the energy that this place holds. It's, it's charged, man. The whole Unitaw basin, you know, you got Skinwalker ranch. Yes. You got, uh, what, what is it? Trees family restaurant. I think it's called out there. Family tree, Leslie's family tree restaurant. Yeah. 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 I mean, so yeah. many locations in that one yeah. area. You're just like, what the hell is going on there? There's obviously, right. you know, something. And then, you know, you talk about the ley lines of, you know, of the United States mm -hmm. and a lot of that stuff has to do with it. I think, yeah, I personally believe in that. Um, but, uh, you know, what an interesting area Utah is, but, um, Absolutely. you know, um, this is so cool, man. Paranosis is, I think is such a great idea. Um, Thank you. how has this, um, you know, the COVID thing affected you as far as being able to do events? I mean, you have events coming up soon. What, what's the whole, what's, what's going on with Paranosis right now? So COVID actually became a blessing in disguise for us. Mm -hmm. Um, we weren't able to do our live events mm -hmm. with the public. Uh, we were doing two a month, so we were on top of the game. Everyone was really getting involved because we invite the public to our events. So what COVID did is it allowed us to get into locations that normally we couldn't get into. Yeah, makes but sense. rather than just come in and say, hey, how can we benefit? We raised money for these locations that were closed down that had uh, employees that lost their jobs ultimately no, or were put on hold. Like a lot of them were like restaurants and bars. And they had families. So we would come in and we would raise money for them. And then we would give that money over to the employees that didn't have insurance or didn't have careers or didn't have a backup plan to fall on. So it actually gave us a chance to really meet and get into some amazing locations. Perfect. But yeah, yeah. to be able to give back to our community was such a blessing. And it felt so good because we were able to give back to people that just lost their jobs over covid which right. i mean this has yeah. just been crazy you know what yeah. i mean yeah but yeah. since covid we've been able to focus more on our filming and that was the objective is to be able to educate as many people as we possibly could um and now we're working with post malone um mm -hmm. he lives out here in salt lake he's a big yeah. paranormal investigator he loves it yeah. uh so things like you even i mean this opportunity for you, for, for, for me and you to be talking right now 
right. is a huge blessing. And I thank you for yeah, that because <laughs> it's getting the word out on a platform that you've created. Um, and I love what you do. And, and, you. and, you know, it's unfortunately we've, we've had to bounce it back and forth a few times, but here we <laughs> that's are. That's the way dude. things go, bro. This is it. This is I get it. it. Here we are right now. We got so it. We like, finally got blessing. it. That's- that's the main thing. And you know yeah. what? I'm very, um, I'm very grateful for you coming on and, you know, Absolutely. I've been following you for some time now and, uh, you. you know, your, um, your expertise has been, um, you know, called on, on numerous shows. I've, you know, I, I know, you. especially on ghost adventures, uh, those yeah. guys, I see you yeah. very regularly there on there. Um, yeah. you collect a lot of that, those, those curious items, don't you as well. Right. Um, yeah, not to compete with Zach's haunted museum, but every but right there. <laughs> that we go to, yeah. People will gift us things that are haunted, and now we're we're starting um, an auditorium. You know, I mean, the word auditorium collectively came from oddities, and so we're creating we're creating an auditorium mm-hmm. of oddities that we'll take on tour with us for people to experience and see. But it's not going to be in one location. We're going to tour to these different locations awesome. um, on these locations and have the display there um, for people to be able to um, contribute or just experience on a level. And we're not going to charge for this because we want to educate. That's our goal is to educate people right. that this is real. And if you come into it with an open mind, you're going to experience it something. If you go into it, with a closed mind, you'll get just that. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like anything you do. Anything. If you invest right. in something mentally, emotionally, you're going to get that same thing back. So we ask people to come in, not trying to change your beliefs or anything, but just come in with an open mind mm-hmm. and we'll almost guarantee something will happen. We've had people connect with loved ones wow. and it's so wow. touching because we don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, someone will just start bawling. We'll take them aside. You okay? And they're like, what just came through in the spirit box is something that only me and my mom knew about. Wow. So yeah. to be able to see that connection, whether it, it happened or not, but to be able to see people have that experience is worth way more than a paycheck to me. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, wow, yeah, this yeah. just really happened here. So it's like, wow, you know? Yeah, because you know what? It changes people, like you said. It, you know, it changes a person right. from being so, you know, um, you know, blindered, you know, with these things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they don't look at anything else. And then all right. of a sudden a completely different world has been opened up to them. Absolutely. And you're just like, wow. And then, you know, you just see that in a person. And I can just imagine how that affects yeah. them. I mean, it's just amazing. It's phenomenal. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um let me ask you this. Um, yes. Where's one place that you haven't investigated that you're just dying to get your hands in? Your studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I've caught a lot of EVPs right out of my studio. Oh, well, I'm sure you have, man. Yeah. Like, no, it's so game. weird. Just, you know, having interviews and I go back and I hear whistling for some reason. And I'm just like, really? I'm like, I, for no right. reason, I just, I get these things. But, um, yeah. but what's one place? Seriously, though. I mean, there's got to be somewhere you haven't been to. Okay, so we were invited last October to Skinwalker Ranch, okay? But it was the property adjacent to Skinwalker Ranch. So we didn't have permission to go on to Skinwalker Ranch. But now through Post Malone and Brandon Frugal with his TV show, Mm. we're now setting that trend. We're going to come in because that to me is paranormal. We're dealing with potential extraterrestrial. Um, It's a plethora of weird stuff. 
And it's been going on like ever since I can remember back when the government took over and the cows are being mutilated. Right. Um, that was at my youth. And I just remember like, what is this place going on? And like, what is this? You know what I mean? I remember um, the TV show. I don't know if you remember this. Um, how old are you visiting? Let me ask you. I'm 49. Okay. So I'm close to your age. Um, okay. Cool. Mid 40. So um, sightings. You remember sightings? Yes. Yes. Okay. They actually did a special on that. And I remember, um, you know, that being such a weird place because like yeah. you said, there was not only aliens, you had right. um, spiritual like skinwalkers, you had yeah. ghosts, you right. had all different kinds of things mixed up into one thing. Everything, huh? Yeah. It's like everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like it's like the Mecca of like the paranormal. Out yes. There. I mean, yes. Is, do you really feel like that that's like the one of the like the most charged places in the United States? Well, I'll tell you, we were we were in a camper and we were with the host that owned the property mm-hmm. and we were sleeping. It was about three o'clock in the morning. The trailer started violently shaking. So we figured he came in, you know, like maybe left his bathroom, whatever, and came back in. Mm-hmm. So we opened the door to the master bedroom there and he's not even in there. And we're like what the heck? So we call out to him. He's probably 200 feet away, just trying to like get some sleep and like try to clear his mind and stuff like that. Dude, legit. The trailer was shaking. We don't know what entered or what didn't enter. So we go out there and we're just sitting, this is about three 30 at this time, because we were just trying to wrap our mind around it. And we saw lights come into the sky about the size of a football stadium it was like something that you would see at a halftime show where you saw all these lights mm-hmm. come and do this thing. And it was a vortex. And he says, Oh, that's just a portal. And we're like, just a oh, portal. You're just like, like, yeah, you just, yeah, yeah he just, not, he just nonchalant about it. Like, Oh, that happens. And I'm, we're just like, did we eat something we weren't supposed to? And this is like, <laughs> we're hallucinating oh, here. Or like what? Right. Yeah. It was insane, dude. Like, To try to compare a size, I would say a football stadium about two miles away from us. And it, it, the way it did it, it was just unbelievable. And to this day, I do not know what it was, how it happened, but I turned to my partner and I said, did you just see that? And we all saw it and we cannot explain it. I don't know. Maybe it's someone playing a trick, but to go to that level, to have all that light. Right. That's what I mean. It's like, okay, what's going on? And then we were told never, ever to go into the community and talk about Skinwalker Ranch ever. We Why just, is that? Hush. They just, they're so, they're so believing in it. And they're, it's like the boogeyman. It's almost like a it's curse. Man. Yeah, it's almost like a curse. So if you bring it up, you'll be ran out of town, he said. <laughs> so we now just have to act like that happened. We saw a portal. And the way he's just like, oh, that's just a portal. That's so crazy. It's like, what are you talking about, man? Like, yeah, a, yeah. just a portal. You know That's what I mean? That's stuff that you see weird. in movies. That's not something yes. you see every day. <laughs> I, to this day, I don't know what happened, man. It, yeah. it freaks yeah. me out to this day, but it makes me more curious to want to go on there yeah. with all of our equipment and really, like, zone into this place. And we've got friends that have flown drones over there and they're actually facing criminal time because it's a no fly zone. Like, Oh, is it really? They're like not messing around up there, even though it's out of the governor's hands. Right. It's a no fly zone. So something they're covering something up. I don't know what it is. Obviously. Yeah. And maybe it's just a big publicity stunt, but what I saw with my own two eyes, I cannot dismiss as anything other than a phenomenon. 
or paranormal related or a, a hoax that probably would have cost a half a million dollars. And I just don't see anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, it's, it's way too yeah, way too elaborate, like you said, just to right. you know get a rise out of two guys that are out there, right? Yeah. It was right? just nuts. It, it doesn't it make was, sense. Right. No, and was, then the whole weird app, you know, you know, factor that yeah, you can't repeat any of this to any of the people in town. Yeah. What are we? Is this like Freddy Krueger or something? Like what's going yeah, on? That, yeah, one, two, yeah, it was yeah. it was weird. But to this day, that's one place that I really want to go in and dissect. Yeah. And more than anything, debunk. Because to be a good paranormal investigator, you always want to debunk everything first. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. sometimes yeah. you debunk it and you're like, oh, you know, cool. But there's some stuff I've seen, dude, that you just you can't debunk. As a matter of fact, can I share this thing about ghost adventures? Please, yes. So two and a half months ago, I was doing a Facebook live there mm -hmm. and we're recording. So there's this soldier that supposedly roams around because right now the third edition of Saltaire is an old airplane hangar. They resurrected an airplane hangar. So there's supposedly through folklore and like the employees, a soldier that paces back and forth. Well, I'm at the top of the set of stairs that is steel and legit our um obelisk goes off i'm like what was that and you see me physically get pushed down the stairs head first i had equipment so i couldn't brace myself i hit myself in the head on the railing get a concussion wow they ghost adventures heard about that they flew out the next week and that's that whole episode that will air i'd imagine probably may i would imagine right but that right. was the whole focus Zach said in 28 years that I've been doing this, Vincent, I've never physically seen on camera someone violently be pushed. I've heard rumors. I've heard stories about it. But you are the only person that I've actually physically got a video. And so they're going to air my video. Mm -hmm. And for your viewers, I've got it up on my Facebook. So you can actually see it before it even hits Ghost Adventures. Awesome. Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude, it was weird because like, you can't fake that stuff. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. And I hit head first. It wasn't like my arms went out before me. It was right. shoved so hard and so violently that my head hit first and I had a concussion security had to run over. It was legit. Like probably one of the scariest physical things in my life. And after that, man, I'm like, I'm just, I'm playing at a different level. I'm protecting myself on every level possible. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, like, I'm sure after something like that, um, yeah. I, I'm sure it shook you up a little bit. Um, Absolutely. How did you feel like right after? I mean, like for me, like if I, I'm thinking, I'm putting myself in that situation. I'm like, yeah. if I felt like that, something, like something pushed me. Yeah. Like, the first thing I would have thought, like, who the fuck pushed me? Like, I would yeah. look back at the guys, like who pushed me? Right? Yeah, and then that would have been my right. first reaction, and then it would have probably sunk in that nobody else pushed me, but something yeah. did push me. Yeah. So how did you feel? No one that? was around me. Yeah. No one was around me. My security detail was at the bottom of the stairs. They saw me. They reacted first. Oh, so I yeah, was there was so else. out of it. Mm -hmm. I didn't remember where we were, what was going on, why I had been, you know, at the bottom of the stairs. They pulled me out. They checked on my vitals. They said you got a mild concussion. I canceled the rest of the night. They investigated. Wow. But then going back a few days later and looking at that, it terrified me because I realized mm -hmm. I was pushed by something I couldn't see. Right. Now you can have guns and you can be bad and you can, you know <laughs> what I mean? Someone comes at you, right. you can prepare yourself. 
But when something physically has that much power to affect you the way it affected me, I realized at that very moment, I'm playing with something bigger than me. And maybe it shouldn't be taunted. Maybe I need to take a little time off and really evaluate this. Mm -hmm. But then I realized I wanted that. Like not, not consciously, but subconsciously, this is what I'm out to show the world that we're dealing with stuff. And so as much as I wanted to take some time off and everybody's like, dude, just take a, just take a summer off, you know, just go do your thing. Mm-hmm. Part of me is like, no, this is what I've wanted for 28 years. This is what I've wanted. And now it happened and it I'm validated. mad and scared yeah. and it's validated. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be on national TV. I want people to realize that this isn't just a hobby, that this is a commitment that you make. It's right, not a right. deal with the devil, right, but right. it's a deal with something that you can't see. And it's got to be taken seriously because a lot of these people that just, everyone's a, a paranormal investigator on YouTube. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, but they just go I in want, there with no respect. Yeah. and you know, They don't have any. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I want, I, it, 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 I almost feel like it's my calling Mm-hmm. to say this is real guys right. this can affect you it can affect your family it can affect your friends it can affect your mentality because you can't just walk out and tell everybody hey i just got pushed down the stairs by a poltergeist <laughs> uh, you're gonna be in a padded room and that's that that's just game over yeah, right yeah, yeah. you're like that vince oh. again i don't know what's wrong with him man I don't right know <laughs> and shortly after I, a friend of mine made this protection omelet to wear and it was a couple of days after that, I was really meditating and this shattered and I wasn't doing anything wow. other than just meditating and it broke and fell off. And that's when I realized, Vincent, you've opened something, you either close it or prepare and like protect yourself. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, this, this is real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. it's just hard to get people to kind of buy into it because so much of what you see on tv is tv you know what i mean yeah of course you know there's a level of of sensationalism but there but there is also a level of realness there too that most people don't really realize right yeah like you said that you don't know what you're messing with until you know you think you have a plan until you get pushed yeah you know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. you don't know what to do it's like man yeah and Um, that, that totally changes a person i'm sure and yeah um, so I'm sure that amulet there, you'd probably try to take every type of precaution now before you even do anything now, right? Yeah, I've, 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 I've got stones. On, like even right now, just talking to you about this, I've yeah. got my pockets just full of protection stones. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of people say, well, Ouija boards are evil and stuff. I believe anything can be a conduit. Oh, and just even me and you talking about this mm-hmm. is... Not necessarily opening a portable, uh, a portable, <laughs> a portal, <laughs> right. but... <laughs> we're giving attention to something that's out there. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't it be around us? We're not using Ouija boards. We're not provoking anything, right? But we're giving it attention. And so by doing that, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's stuff. It happens. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But (laughs) we're talking about that guy back there too. Yeah. I uh, (laughs) I heard something right now. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, listen, Vincent, man, um, this has been a pleasure. Um, tell everybody where they can follow, you know, you and Paranosis. I know Paranosis.com, correct? Yeah, Paranosis.com. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram at VLords13. 
Um, Paranosis on Instagram is real Paranosis. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Um, and yeah, we just, we just, we want people that are serious about this. You know what I mean? This yeah. isn't about publicity. This isn't about anything other than um, doing the same thing you're doing is just educating people and giving people a platform to express themselves. So I'm beyond grateful that you gave me this opportunity. You're a great guy. And I want to come on this show more. I, I, I love the vibe. You're a good guy, dude. Hey, man, listen, absolutely. Anytime you are awesome. And uh, like I said, you know, it's been a pleasure having you. It's been some time we've been talking and trying yes. to get this done. And I'm glad that we were able to finally do it. Um, you're more than welcome to come on anytime. We can do maybe Thank another you. special follow-up pretty soon. Thank you. Um, we can do something definitely. But um, Thank you. Yeah, Vincent, thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank and so uh, promoting much. all your stuff. We're going to yes. have you back on in the future, my friend. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Dark Fringe Radio. Thank you so much, Bill. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Love brother. and light, brother. Thank all right, you. brother. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Hey guys, Will Martinez here, and I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Mr. Vincent Lords. Uh, of course, you can follow all of his stuff at paranosis.com. Uh, make sure you follow him, of course, as well on Instagram at vlords13. Uh, make sure you keep up to date with all his stuff. We really appreciate him for coming on the podcast. Definitely going to have to have him come on again in the future. Very interesting individual, very interesting guest. So, um, of course, uh, Jay, uh, before we say goodnight to everybody, we have one final segment uh, before we say uh, and bid adieu to everyone, and that is what to watch. And that's, of course, your recommendation for what to watch for this weekend. What do you have for this week for what to watch, Jay? I actually have two things. All right. Two things. Two shows have kind of caught me over this this last week. And um, when I'm working home, uh, you know, I'm in my office, actually, which I'm in right now. Blowing <laughs> uh, office. <laughs> Doing all well. Yeah. I like it. Like, what can I say? Hey, man. I, I do a lot of, you know, a lot of curriculum work out here. And I always like to have something in the background. I've always found that when I have something to listen to, mm-hmm. even though I'm not really, but half listening to it, it just helps me move faster. Right. So these two shows have gotten me hooked. And I've actually gone through both of them in the last week. Uh, the first one is called Blown Away. Mm. Okay. We, we talked about another show I love called Forged in Fire, uh, yeah. where these they take these four blacksmiths. It's like reality challenge TV, and they have to make something utilizing uh, what they've been given. Right. Blown Away is semi-similar, but it's a lot more artistic. So Blown Away is actually a bunch of glass blowers, mm. uh, and they show these cool blown glass tru- uh, sculptures. So it'll take four, um, four glass blowers. Right. And they, they give them multiple challenges and they eliminate them. Ultimately, at the end, they end up having to do like a big, they have to fill like this entire room with these glass sculptures. Some of the ones are ones they've made throughout, but they have to make a lot of original pieces. And some cool. of the things they can do with glass, yeah, it is yeah. interesting amazing. to see yeah. what they can do, um, what they can out there, what they show, how they can convey thoughts, memories, ideas. All through these glass sculptures, it's impressive. 
Yeah, no, it is. I've actually seen it done in, um, in front of me, you know, by Ann. It's just a very amazing, um, you know, just technique, you know, just a skill. You do. Yeah, skill. It's just an amazing it's an and unbelievable hard work, skill. too, because you're dealing with hot fire constantly. And you're just it's constantly just, you know, it's tough work. It's not easy at all by no means. But, yeah, that's cool. That's a cool show. I'll have no. to check it out. Blown away. What's your second one for tonight here, Jay? The second one's called Project White Rabbit. Oh, wow. Okay. Project White Rabbit, and this is kind of right up your alley too. Sounds uh, like it. <laughs> you remember this? You remember the show MythBusters? Yeah, of course. So there was the B team on MythBusters with Carrie, Tori, and mm-hmm. um, Grant. So right. they now have their own show on Netflix called Project White Rabbit. What they'll do is they'll take a topic, uh, like the one I was just watching before we came on, mm-hmm. was in uh, Jailbreaks. Okay. So there is a conspiracy. They show some things and give some information. They try to recreate some of the things, and then they they will rank them from one to six. They do each one gets two different stories. They do, and it's cool to see how they not only how they test or how they show some of the background stuff, some of the mindsets, some of the uh, technology, or some of the um, thought processes behind these things, how it affects our our human day to day life. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting to see some of the stuff they come up with. Like they were uh, one of the things they did. They showed footage, actual footage from 130 former French soldiers who were captured during World War II escaping a Nazi camp. And they actually have video footage that these soldiers took of them, the things they would do. And I'm it's, it's amazing the things that these I'm people sure. are, are, were capable of doing, what they yeah. did. And then, of course, they, they go through and they didn't really recreate that one, but uh, just to see and hear some of these things that we would otherwise never know. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool stuff that they do. And it's, it's got kind of that Mythbusters. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's light. It's got right. a, a lot of real good content. It's a really good episode. So awesome. Project White Rabbit was is, if you're going to wait, if you're going to do one or the other, do Project White Rabbit. But I would suggest both. Nice. I'm going to check them both out. I, that's both up both my alley. So love uh, glass blowing and love conspiracy shit. So, of course. You know, oh, we know you love the blood. <laughs> I do, I do. Well, listen, Jay, thanks so much for those suggestions for what to watch. Uh, again, just want to remind everybody how you can listen to the podcast. Just go directly to our website, darkfringeradio.com. And uh, you can follow us everywhere on uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Dark Fringe Radio. So uh, make sure you go ahead and do that. Uh, I really appreciate, uh, Jay, you coming on for tonight, uh, doing another episode. Uh, anything to add for another uh uh, ending to this uh, this week's podcast. Uh, you know, actually, I do a, a uh-huh. slight thing, and I hope a lot of people listen to this. It's one of those things that kind of kind of caught me today. Soapbox. Uh, a little one though. Do it. Tiny one. Do it. Tiny one. Keep in mind, folks and friends, that everything you see in the media, it's, it's there to incite a reaction. Keep in mind that. We're all just people. If you treat people decently, they'll more often than not treat you decently back. If they don't, you can just walk away from them. There's no need to get into a war of words, calling each other things, uh, you know, with, with all the hate going on, the anti-Asian stuff, and, of course, the Black Lives Matter. There's so many different race topics out there. But at the end of the day, if you treat each other genuinely and decently, no matter what color you are, no matter who you are, it's going to go good. So I really hope that we all keep that in mind and we just treat each other with kindness. 
ELE, everybody love everybody. <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> that's a great movie, right? Love that movie. For those that don't so know, that's semi pro, by the way. And if you haven't seen it, listen, that's a good suggestion for a comedic what to watch. That's what I'm going to throw in for what to watch. You know what? If you guys haven't seen semi pro, <laughs> watch semi pro. It'll make you laugh, it'll put a smile on your face. Okay. That scene with Woody Harrelson, his ex-girlfriend, and her boyfriend. Yeah. And you already know which one I'm talking about. I'm not going to give it a Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, classic, classic. Well, anyways, listen, guys, thanks so much for joining us on another edition of Dark Fringe Radio. Of course, I'm Will Martinez. There's Jake Alosi. We're Dark Fringe Radio, and we'll see you guys again next week.